on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where you submit the Qs, and I give you the AFs. These questions can be about anything. They can be about uh, personal development. They can be about business. They can be about life. They can be about what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what they are. If you submit them for the show, I'll answer the good ones. Now, if they suck, I don't answer them. So make them good and make, you know, use your brain to think about what could be valuable to everybody to know. Because if you need to know, there's probably other people that need to know. And that's the purpose of the show. Now, there's two ways to get your questions featured on the show moving forward from today. One is that you can submit these questions to the email address. And what's that email? Guys, email those in to askandy at andyforseller.com. Or if you leave these questions in the comments of a YouTube show, uh, we'll pick from there as well. So you can either go on YouTube as the shows. Now, for those of you that don't know, uh, we did start posting full length on YouTube about a week ago. Um, I know we've been audio heavy, heavy for, fuck, Eight, almost nine years now, and most of you listen to audio, but we are doing it on YouTube as well. So if you're unfamiliar with YouTube, if you just go there and click subscribe, it'll actually send it right to your phone whenever we post. And uh, you can actually listen to the audio on YouTube without having to watch the video too. So that's something you can do as well. But anyhow, we're, uh, we're going to be putting more and more shit on YouTube moving forward. Um, so submit your questions to that address or leave them in the comments of the videos. On the Q&AF videos, uh, specifically. Other times when you tune in, we have other formats of the show. We have CTI. CTI is Cruise the Internet. That's a current events type show. We put up headlines on the screen. We talk about what's going on in the world. We talk about what the problem is. We talk about how full of shit some of these people are. And then we talk about how we can be the solution uh, as individuals acting collectively in our own domains, okay? Uh, then we have Real Talk. Real Talk is... Uh, five to 20 minutes of me just giving you some real talk. And then full length is what you see when you go watch some of these other podcasts where they got uh, an interview, the host interviews the guy or the girl or whatever. Um, but we don't do that here because I'm really bad at interviewing. We have a conversation. It's a little bit different. Got a couple cool ones of those coming up soon. But anyway, bro, uh, we do have a fee. The fee is very simple. The fee is not monetary. I don't ask you for money. Um, I don't take ads for the show. I don't run ads on the show. And I ask in good faith that if you get value from the show, that you help us grow it. So if I say something that helps you in your life, or if I say something that helps you open up your eyes, or if it changes your perspective, or you think it's funny as fuck, please share the show. That's how we grow the show. We've always grown the show that way. Uh, we're going to continue to grow the show that way. And that's what I'm referring to when I say pay the fee. So if you like the show, pay the fee. Now, Q and AF. Yeah. What's up? What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. <clears throat> Dude, I just got, I got my, uh, uh, like, they're starting to do the talks about my 10-year high school anniversary. Oh, really? The union or whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous, to be honest with you. Why? Because so, so much has changed in 10 years. That's the point. That's real. That's <laughs> I real. bet it's changed for, you know, quite a few people. But that's the thing, dude. Like, I follow some of these guys on Facebook. And, like, you know, you look at their lives and it's like, ah, eh, some of them have been stuck in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of them are still fucking there in high school. Yeah, you know? well, you know. Um, it was, I mean, because, like, dude, you started business 19 years old just getting out of high school, mm -hmm, right? So, like, mm -hmm. 
out of that first 10 years looking back like well, I mean, dude, it's life, man. You know, not everybody gets to go out. Not, not everybody's going to graduate from high school and go out and live an awesome, productive, fulfilling life. That yeah. takes a massive amount of dedication and work and intentionality to do. And most people, uh, you know, first of all, they're not even aware that they're able to, to create a great life because mm -hmm. most people are brought up to believe that who they are is who they are. Mm -hmm. And if they were born in a poor family, they're going to be poor. Uh, if they were born in you know, uh, a crazy family, they're going to be crazy. And they, like they got to follow that churn. Yeah. yeah. And, and dude, that's what they think they are. Yeah. We hear this all the time with fat people, right? Oh, fucking fat. You know, the fat gene runs in the family. Mm -hmm. No, motherfucker. What runs in your family is nobody. You're right. Okay. That's <laughs> nobody. The, right yes. Here. That's the fucking problem. And yeah. so like, dude, we have a lot of people with fucking very limited belief systems yeah. that they try to fit into the box that they've been, you know, indoctrinated to believe that they belong in and it's just not the truth and so you know uh there's been you know i get to speak for myself in my yeah, experience yeah. there's a lot of people and also it's important to recognize that not everybody is going to be this ultra successful human being in terms of finances like dude there's a lot of guys i went to school with who are great coaches now mm -hmm. you know and they're pouring their they're pouring their energy and their effort into the next generation yeah. you know um, we can't, we can't judge everybody's journey based on money and success and, and yeah. entrepreneurship. You can't put them in that other box Just because either. that's the format of our show. Right. Like, bro, right. this is a winner show. We're, we're here for the fucking winners. Like right. losers need not apply here. Like they won't get it. They won't resonate. That doesn't mean I fucking don't like them. Right. It doesn't even mean that, you know, it, all it means is that there's different paths mm -hmm. and, you know, most of the people that succeed, that's a small percentage of, of the population. So like. You know, I think the important thing when you really consider what people do or don't do in their life is like, are they fulfilled truly? These people who aren't necessarily quote unquote uh, fulfilled, a lot of them pretend to be fulfilled. Right. Okay. Because what they've done is a long time ago, they had these massive dreams and they had these massive goals and these things they could have been. And as life started to like, lean on them right because life gets harder after high yeah. school it doesn't get fucking easier some shit sandwiches come yeah a lot of them yeah. full buffet all you can eat bro never stops either and so when you have this what most people do and this is unfortunate and this is why i do what i do this is the whole reason i do what i do is for these people mm -hmm. okay inside that group there is a number of people who will snap out of it and really truly become who it is they want to become but most people don't do that. What most people do is they start out life with big dreams and then they start getting punched in the face. And eventually what happens is they live this life that looks nothing like this, the dreams they had and the life that they live, they now call their life. They say, oh, I'm proud of it. I'm fulfilled. I'm happy because they've adjusted their fucking goals to fit their reality, mm -hmm. not their reality to fit their goals, which is how you're supposed to do it. And a lot of people out there, these are in, bro, you hear from them all the time, bro, especially me. Like I hear from these motherfuckers everywhere I go. Oh, dude, you think money's everything. You, you, you know, I'm fulfilled with nothing. And well, good for you, motherfucker. I don't give a shit. Like you have no say in what the fuck I do or don't do. <laughs> right. That's loser ass talk. Yeah. Right. And like, we have this everywhere. We have people who haven't gone after or haven't paid the dues or haven't done what it is needed to be done 
And instead of them snapping out of it at 25 or 30 or 40 even, or fucking 50 even, and saying, fuck, dude, I'm wasting my life, they continue to say, well, I'm happy with what I have and mm -hmm. I'm fulfilled here. Except when you really look at their life, they're a fucking drunk, they're fat as fuck, they're broke as fuck, and they're nothing as they represent nothing to what they once wanted to become. And these people are the people who are bitter. And these are the people that hate on you motherfuckers that are out there doing things. Mm. Like most of the people who listen to this show are out there doing something. Yeah. These are the people who talk to you and talk shit to you and talk down on you and make little snide remarks. And it has nothing to do with you. Mm. It has to do with them giving up what they could have had and then being bitter because they didn't have the fucking guts to go out and do the work to fucking do it. Parents do that too. Though, oh, fuck bro. yeah, bro. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with parents. Yeah. Parents will fucking ruin their own lives and then tell the kid that they won't be shit because the parent isn't shit. Mm -hmm. This happens all the time. Yeah. The biggest fucking liability to, to success is your own fucking parents telling you bullshit mm. because parents will only teach based off the perspective that they have. And most parents are so embarrassed about the little that they have achieved that they will villainize achievement and winning to the kids to make themselves look better. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is, this is a big problem. This holds more yeah. people back in the world than literally any problem. We could talk about the teachers. We could talk about the government. We could talk about this. The biggest fucking roadblock between kids and becoming who they want to be in their dreams, whoever they want to be, is their own parents telling them fucking shit that they don't know anything about. Because how can you expect a parent to teach success who's never had success? Right, right. You can't because right. they don't know. Now, I will say there's a lot of parents out there as well. This is not, there's a lot of parents out there that are falling into the category where they're like, fuck, okay, I realized I fucked up my shit. So I'm going to fucking humble myself and I'm going to make sure that these kids know the right shit. Yeah. And then they use their failures as a teaching point for their own kids. That is noble shit. Mm -hmm. That takes humility. That is fucking removing your ego. And that's the shit that needs to be done in society. But dude, you can like now where I'm at in life, I can point these people out a hundred miles away. Like I can just see the comments they leave on Instagram. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, well, no, they all look the same. They yeah. all sound the same. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, dude. I saw a comment on a, on a successful dude. I know uh, made a post today and somebody was like, oh, you took your team out to the most expensive resort in Southwest Florida for a dinner when I can't even pay my rent. Well, mine, you not being able to pay your rent is your fucking problem, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but dude, this is the attitude in society yeah. now. Oh, man. We have the losers feeling comfortable enough to be vocal to point at someone who's actually doing shit and has paid dues long before this person ever even fucking thought about doing anything. Yeah. And they're crit they criticize these people. Yeah. And bro, for those of you out there chasing success, you have to understand those people are miserable. Yeah. Those people, they don't hate you, bro. They hate themselves. Real talk. Yeah. And now it does bother you, right? Because you're like, what the fuck? But it shouldn't because these are the same people that you will walk into the grocery store, or the gas station, or the supermarket, and you'll you'd see them in real life and you'd be like, holy fuck. Yeah, what the fuck is up with this dude? Yeah. Like these are, that's who you have to understand yeah. these people are. Their existence, their life is punishment, bro. Mm -hmm. And your life might be too, but they're not getting any payoff. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. That's the key that people don't understand about success in life is that it is going to be fucking hard. 
It's going to be hard whether you choose to go all in and bust your fucking ass and do everything you could possibly do and become obsessed and, and win and do this over and over and over again over the course of your life. That's hard. That's hard. But you get something for it. Mm-hmm. The other hard is being a fucking loser, criticizing people who are doing things, you, you know, making fun of these people, making remarks, and sitting your fat ass on a bar stool on a fucking Tuesday afternoon drinking fucking beer uh, and, then, and then playing back uh, armchair quarterback to all the motherfuckers who are doing things. That's hard too. And that's, I'm going to tell you right now, that's the harder path. Hmm. So you have to decide which one you're going to be because, dude, life's not easy. You're going to pay the fucking price either way. You can either pay the price today by doing the work and then you get a little bit of something for it. And by the way, there is never a time that comes where you don't have to pay the price. This is what kills success more than anything. People get to a certain point. They put their feet up. They say, oh, I fucking made it. And someone eats their lunch, bro, and takes yeah. everything from them. This is, the, this is competition. Yeah. This is, dude, people don't understand. We are in competition, dude. And humans are made to compete. You, you listening to this, you might be thinking, well, Andy, you're just highly competitive. Yeah, but so are you. Or you were. Yeah. And the reason you're not anymore is because someone fucking beat it out of you over the course of your life. But there's a dog in there. No, yeah. bro. Yeah. Give a kid a fucking Nerf basketball and watch him put it in the fucking hoop when he's fucking two years old. He'll get excited. Okay? But take that fucking ball and smack it out of his hand when he's getting ready to do it. And what's he do? He gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. The nature of life, the nature of humanity, and the nature of all life forms is competition. It's nature. It's natural order. This is why making laws and society that go outside natural order will never work. Eventually, natural order will take over. It comes again. back. Yeah, for sure, bro. So it's this. So many people try to opt out of the competition. Yeah. Oh, I'm not competitive. Well, get ready for an ass beating, bro, because everybody else is. Yeah. I think I think another like one one point in there, man. That I think is really fucking awesome that people need to really think about. Because I I was thinking about this uh, with with, the, with your buddy said that had the team dinner, bro. That that team dinner was paid ten years ago. That no team shit. dinner was on the schedule and set in stone and already paid for ten years ago, dude. And I like that's a like I'm starting listen, to fucking really understand the listen, input bro, output, right? You can't argue with stupid. Yeah. If you argue with stupid, what's that make you? Fucking stupid. Really fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy though man no go ahead with your point no i'm just saying like like people are like there, there's an input and output like time value that nobody understands like i'm working today for dinners 10 years from now absolutely you know what i'm saying like and like it takes a little bit to comp- really truly comprehend that like i didn't fucking get this dinner today because of the work i did today i did i got the dinner today from work i did 10 fucking years ago and i think it works in reverse too when you don't get the shit you want right you can't afford a fucking dinner today. It's probably because of some shit you did 10 years ago. No shit. And why you can't afford the fucking it, listen, dinner. Listen, bro, you're not even the same person today that you were fucking a year ago, two years yeah. ago, five years ago. This is an, what you brought up is an important point for people to, that they struggle with mentally. Yeah. Like a lot of motherfuckers, they come from a place where they were a shitty person or they did some shitty things or, mm-hmm. you know, that, and they're trying to forgive themselves. Well, you have to realize, dude, that. This is everybody. This is the nature of humanity. It's the nature of the game. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So you have to cut yourself some slack, bro, to where how you're living now yeah. and realize that what you did five years ago or three years ago or one year ago, that ain't who the fuck you are now. Mm-hmm. Now you're on a different path and you need to let all that shit go and realize that just because you lost five years ago or two years ago or one year ago 
That doesn't make you a fucking loser if you're aware of why the fuck you lost and you're de- dedicated to changing it. Mm. And I think a lot of people carry that weight mm. their whole, whole lives yeah, and they can never shake it, not understanding yeah. that none of us are innocent. None of us are uh, perfect. None of us have lived this holy life and, you know, perfection, yeah. right? And we have to be able to do that, especially in business and success, bro. You can't, you can't lose like, bro, I failed eight fucking companies before I had my first successful one as a teenager. I fucking started up eight different shit and I failed them all. Okay. If I, if I had, if I had fucking said, well, I'm, I guess I'm no good at business. Where the fuck would I be? Right. If I had said, oh, I'm a loser. Where the fuck would I be? No motherfucker. I'm a winner. I win at everything. And and even if I take an L today or tomorrow or next year for the whole year, guess what? I'm coming back, bitch. And I'm coming back stronger. And I'm going to cut your fucking balls off because I'm a fucking winner. Yeah. That's it. Fuck yeah. Man. And so you have to decide that shit. Yeah. That's a decision. Mm. And then you back it up with action. But like, dude, it's, it, you know, when it comes to these high school reunions and stuff, you know, it, 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 you know, I don't really go to that shit. Yeah. Because, dude, I honestly, like, I don't even think about the past. Like, I don't ever focus on the past. I'm not a sentimental person. I don't like, you know fucking wallow in my memories like i don't i don't miss no i don't do that like i i'm better than i've ever been in my life so like why would i look backwards and think like oh and feel like these warm and fuzzies about this shit where i wasn't even like who Hmm. you know what i'm saying like there's nothing about it there's nothing about my past that's interesting to me to relive because i'm so excited about what's going on now and what's going on in the future that's real i mean i i think i look at it like it's like confirmation of like how far away I came. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it could be that. Yeah. But like, I mean, obviously there's an age difference here. You're a lot older in, in maturity, right? So I mean, yeah, but what you're going to find is that that, that gap will just keep continue to widen. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So like at some point, I'm sure it'll be fucking irrelevant. You know, yeah, you won't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and no offense. Like, I just don't, I don't, no, fucking, I, I get, that's bro, what I'm saying. Look, I get man, it. Yeah. It's no offense to people. Like, I know there's a lot of people that like, know me from the old days listen to the show and shit and i'm not like shitting on that i had some great times but like my times that i have now are much better <laughs> right you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like right. i don't i don't i think people generally spend way too much time on mm. on the good old days bro yeah. and i think it keeps them from doing it fucking anything yeah hang hang that fucking varsity letterman up bro bro you see it every day yeah. Like motherfuckers who are 40 years old talking about what they did in fucking high school football. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sal does it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You don't ever hear Sal talk. The, the, the reason you know that fucking people were good as shit is when they don't they talk, don't talk about, about it. it. That's fucking real, man. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's knock these questions out, man. I got some good ones for you. Uh, Andy, question number one. Uh, as a newly appointed COO coming into an existing company, what do you think should be my approach? I want to scale and grow the company as much as I can, but I don't want the employees to freak out over changes I make. What advice would you give me? Well, the first thing I would ask is why don't you want them to freak out? Because the reality is, is the, one of the quickest ways to get people to snap in line is to make a drastic fucking change. Mm. Okay. And trying to scoot your way in there without ruffling any feathers and make everybody happy. That's, that's not my style. Mm. If it were me, how I, and like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who disagree with this, but if it were me, I'm knowing conscious. what I know about how to operate shit, I would come in and I would say, all right, motherfucking new sheriff in town. 
We're going to do this, 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 this with the intention of getting all the people who didn't buy into the way I'm going to do things out the motherfucking door on day one. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I would do. Mm. Um, like why wait to expose that? Is it what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. You're going to waste fucking, you're going to waste three years figuring out who the fuck's with you and who's not. Yeah. So the quickest way that you can readjust things when you come into a new position like that, especially an operations position, is to decide what's best for the company. And, and this is not operating with ego. This is not you proving a point. This is, and by the way, if they're already doing everything, then maybe you don't want to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. But they probably wouldn't be hiring a new COO if that were the case. Right. So the way that you really want to do it is you want to define what systems and what procedures, because that's the role of an operating officer, it's operations, okay, that we're going to implement to make sure that we fucking win, all right? And whatever those happen to be, I would come in on fucking day one and put them in place. I wouldn't ease in. I'm not walking a fucking tightrope. I'm not kissing the ass a bunch of motherfuckers I don't even know. Mm-hmm. They can either get with it or they can get the fuck out. And this fucking pacifying mentality is what's ruined a whole bunch of your guys' companies because you pacify the one or two squeaky wheels because you're afraid for some reason because of cancel culture shit instead of just getting the fuck out the door and moving forward. Yeah. Okay? So look what happened to Netflix, bro. I must have read your top, but yeah. Netflix Netflix, Netflix tried to hold Netflix hostage. Netflix said, nah, see ya. And they fucking, now they're doing much better than what they were. And I guarantee you, if you talk to the guys that operate the company, they're like, fuck, we should have done that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. Twitter. What Jack Dorsey did with Twitter. Jack Dorsey fell victim to a fucking mob inside of his company. And he went along with it. And now he's going to be found guilty probably on all kinds of fucking illegal shit. Very, very bad shit. Okay, so you can go one of two ways. But my personal, my personal way, the way I lead is this. I I don't care if any of you fuckers stay because I'll do the shit myself or I'll find people that will. And, and so many operators and CEOs and managers are fearful that they're actually going to have to get their hands dirty, that they will tolerate people who don't buy into their systems or culture, not realizing that those are the people that are going to keep you from getting where the fuck you want to go. So my opinion would be to make the systems the way that you need to make them, go in with the strategy that you think is the best for the company, put it into fucking play on day one, let them fucking squirm. And whoever squirms themselves out the door, sayonara. Yeah. That's well, what I Because nobody, I mean, where are they going to go? There's nobody well, I, don't, I don't fucking care. It's not no, I'm responsibility. Just saying, like, the, whole, the whole landscape, availability, jobs, well, yeah. nobody's I mean, fucking That's hiring. a whole other discussion. We talk about this quite often. You know, the job landscape is uh, getting much harder. It's a little different. Everybody's getting laid <laughs> off. Nobody's really hiring. And there's still employees that are behaving as if this is the last 15 years where everybody could get a job and everybody could find work and everybody could figure out how to become a successful, rich entrepreneur. And there was all these opportunities. Well, those opportunities are drying up at an unprecedented rate. And we're going to go into a very difficult time. So um, if you're an employee of a company and you think you're the shit, maybe you should reconsider that. Yeah. Just saying, because the landscape has changed and it's changed very drastically. So uh, but regardless of what the landscape is in or out, I don't really fucking care. Like if they go like, bro, I like, is that's not my responsibility to care about. My mm-hmm. responsibility to care about is to do my fucking job as a COO and run this business talking as that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's what you have to do. Yeah. And you tipping the toe, if you're going to tiptoe around your own fucking employees and their shit, um, 
you're probably not going to be very good at your job. Mm-hmm. Real talk. It sounds like they might have hired the wrong guy based on the question, in my opinion. Mm. So, lots I don't know how the lots, fuck. Lots to think about there. Well, I don't know how the fuck you could be a COO and fucking get to the point where you're asking that kind of question, being real talk. Mm. Like, I don't fucking get it. Like, how the fuck did you even get here, dude? Like, you tiptoe your way all around fucking your whole life to get to this point? I seriously doubt it. Maybe you should reach down and figure out what the fuck you're about and, uh, and do your fucking job. Andy, uh, question number two. Can a person be good and trusting on a personal level, but untrustworthy in business? Uh, on a personal level, I enjoy the relationship with this person, but on a business level, I have zero trust in them based on their behaviors. Have you seen people who are different in business versus personal, uh, or does someone's cha- uh, character bleed through together as one? I don't have to work with people I like. Hmm. I, I, I don't have to like the people I work with. They don't mm-hmm. have to like me. We're not here to like each other. We're here to fucking do shit. Mm. Okay? I, this, this whole attitude of I've got to be friends with everybody and I've got to, th- this, you know, and they've got to, that shit, that's nice. It is nice. Sounds good. Okay? And I do like the people that work for me. I, the ones I know. Okay? I don't know everybody because we have too many people. I like them a lot, but it's not required. Mm. There's no handbook that says you have to like the people you work with. In fact, there's a whole bunch of teammates on championship fucking teams that hated each other. Mm. Look at Shaq and Kobe. Right. Okay. We can go down the list of all these people that didn't fucking like each other, but still figured out how to win. How to win. Okay. There's stories about Belichick and Tom Brady. How'd they do? Mm-hmm. I don't really give a fuck about someone's personal qualities, being real talk. I care about 100% first, can they do the job and can they do it at a high level? And companies that they, like, this is, this question is just the byproduct of the situation I just explained in the last question, which is for the last 15 fucking years, we've had the easiest economy ever to win in, ever. Ever, ever, ever in the history of fucking earth. You guys want your fucking cake and you want the fucking next cake and you want that and then you want to eat it all. Mm-hmm. That ain't the way it works, motherfuckers. There is real competition in the world right now, especially with what's going on in the economy. Your first priority, no matter what, has to be, can they do the job? Can they do the job at a high level? Okay? After that, then you could start asking them, Oh, do I like this person? I, I don't fucking care. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because here's the true thing about like and dislike. If you want to have real friendship, it's got to be based on respect. Mm. So how are you going to respect that person? Well, the way you're going to respect that person is by them coming in and kicking fucking ass at a high level. And then even if you don't like them and they don't like you, you're going to start to bond. You're going to start to be like, all right, I don't really like that motherfucker that much, but that fucking dude does his job. Or that girl does her job. Fucking wins. Yeah. yeah. And I fucking like that. Okay. And that's respect. And then off of that respect, friendships evolve. What you're talking about is fake ass friendship. Okay. You're talking about nice. You're talking about not having confrontations. You're talking about easy. Okay. That's weak ass leadership, dude. Weak. Mm -hmm. Because your priority is for everybody to like you, not for you to go do whatever the fuck it is that you do at your business. And that's what it comes down to, dude. This is a competition. The high-level executing people are going to fucking win every single time over the people that don't, even if they're nice. That's reality. 
Have I ever seen it before? I don't know. I mean, fuck, dude. I never. Th I don't think like that. Yeah. I don't fucking think like, oh, you know, like I, I evaluate people on their abilities inside my businesses to do their job at a level. And if they're a little difficult, I could deal with that mm -hmm. if they do their job at a high level. Now, if they become a cancer, that's a different thing. All right. But there's, there's nuance here. Yeah. And like, you're not going to like everybody that you have in your company. They're not all going to like you. But if you can inspire them and coach them and teach them to be better, how do you think they're going to feel about you? They're going to respect you. Yeah. And if they do a job at a high level, you're going to respect them. And if there's mutual respect there, that fosters the opportunity for a true friendship. So, you know, the question doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm assuming there's like a, there's definitely like a separate conversation for like eth ethical entrepreneurship, right? Like if they're doing something obviously unethical, why the fuck would you work with them to begin with? Of course. Right? Like. I feel like that, that was kind of like understood. Um, but I think people to put too, way too much pressure on that touchy feeling shit. Bro, listen, man. This is something people don't understand. Winning at a high level, success at a high level is a fucking war. Mm. It is a fucking battle. It is not easy. Nobody's going to give you a fucking inch. No, no company is going to say, oh, well, I'm going to make it a little easier for your company to get this market share. It's a fucking war. You have to fucking take it. And the way you take it is by being better. And the way you're better is by having a team that executes at the highest possible level. Do you know who I like the most? People who execute at a high fucking level. Right. right. You know why? Because it makes the objective easier to achieve. Okay. And we, we, we convolute and intertwine all these fucking personal feelings and friendships and this and that and business. And dude, to be completely honest, you motherfuckers that run your business that way, that's why you fucking lose. It's a game. You're playing a fucking game. It's no different than playing a fucking NFL game or NHL game or a fucking uh, baseball game. You're either going to win or you're going to fucking lose. It is that. So do you think everybody on every fucking, like, on the fucking Houston Astros this year, do you think every fucking player fucking likes each other on the fucking team? Do you think they respect each other for being able to do their fucking jobs? Fuck yeah. <laughs> so like, dude, it's obvious here. It's just, yeah. the, there's, there's many people in business right now that have never operated in a real competitive environment. Mm. They've never operated in a true competitive environment because the economy has been so good for so long that it's allowed people who aren't necessarily the right kind of hardened to make uh, competitive decisions and operate a competitive company, it, it's allowed them to get some kind of momentum. Right. Okay. But we're getting ready to go into hard times, bro. We're getting ready to go into times where the market's retracting. People have less available income to spend. That means that you have to be much better than everybody else in your category if you want them to spend it with you. That's it. Yeah. So I want the people who can execute at a high level. And if they execute at a high level, I'll give them a big fucking hug. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that's real shit, man. Like, bro, this, is, this, this attitude that everybody's your friend, that's not even true. Yeah. It's not even true, bro. You're the operator of your company, bro. Stop paying motherfuckers. See how friendly they are. Mm. Right. That's real shit, man.
I know that sounds harsh to people. But the reason it sounds harsh to people is because you motherfuckers ain't understand what this is about. When everybody else is telling you the fucking complete opposite. No, bro. People don't understand what it's truly about. They don't want to hear it. They yeah. want to hear you can be fucking fluffy, feely, nice, touchy, blah, 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 and still kick everybody's ass. And those two things don't necessarily go together. In fact, I don't know that I've ever seen them go together. Mm. Ever. Fucking ever. We have an amazing culture at my companies, not because we're nice, because we're all fucking working hard and we all respect each other and value and relationship comes from that. Mm. It's conditional. Like it's the whole idea yeah. of this conditional, unconditional love. Motherfucker, the only unconditional love that you have in your motherfucking life is your fucking dog. Mm -hmm. That is it. Your fucking friendships, conditional. Your fucking relationship, conditional. Your fucking relationship with your children, conditional, period. Your kid goes, shoots up a school like they didn't know you validate. What are you going to fucking think of them? Right. Okay. People don't want to address reality. Well, this show is called Real AF for a fucking reason. All the relationships in your life are fucking conditional except the one you have with your motherfucking dog. Once you understand that, mm -hmm. now you're understanding reality more clearly. This whole unconditionally love me. Okay. So you could just be a piece of shit. I'm going to still fucking love you. That's not reality. Right. I know you know this. Oh, We've talked yeah. about this. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. People do bro. this with their fucking families, bro. Yeah. They bring their family. Oh, I'm supposed to unconditionally love my fucking family. Well, your family who keeps coming to you and stealing your fucking money or fucking with your income or fucking with your job or showing up at your house at four o'clock in the fucking morning or dogging you out for working hard. Fuck that family mm -hmm. because they're going to take you down with them. And people have to, people spend so much time being falsely loyal to people who don't deserve the loyalty, bro. Like my family is motherfuckers that got my fucking back. My family is motherfuckers that I know I can count on. My family does not share my name or my blood or my DNA. I look at it completely different. I look at my whole life that way. All right. Some people don't like that. It's how I live. It's how every motherfucker that I know that wins on a big level also lives. Right. It's not unique. Yeah. It's, no, it's yeah. not unique. It's not just, oh, Andy's crazy. And he's got a, he's, he's fucking like, oh, no, no, there's, I'm just telling you the way it is. Y'all just don't like hearing it. Mm -hmm. It's real shit, man. Guys, our third and final question. Uh, Andy, question number three. I recently started listening to your podcast and I find it enjoyable and informative. You talk a lot about doing something about what's going on. My question is, what can I do? I'm not asking this as a whining, uh, as whining uh, or saying there's not something that I can do, but I just simply don't know how and what I can do as a single person. I'm not a business owner. I don't have social media accounts. I do speak with my wallet and support businesses that are pro-freedom well, and pro-America, uh, but it just feels like such a small thing. Do you have any tips or advice? Absolutely. It's not, first of all, it's not a small thing. Second of all, that thinking that you're thinking that you're so small that nothing matters is why we're here. So I commend that person for actually recognizing, okay, I'm going to do what I can. Yeah. But there's a reason that I consistently say that personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Okay. Because what we actually need in the world is a cultural revolution. Okay. People, pe all these 2A guys, and by the way, I'm pro 2A all the fucking way, brother. But they're all, they all want to kid up and go fucking shoot motherfuckers. Okay. Well, there may be a time for that, but that time is not here yet. Mm-hmm. The way, and by the way, let's just say hypothetically that were the time. And let's just say that we were able to uh, fix the problems through violence. Let's just say that. What about tomorrow? 
What happens the day after? What happens tomorrow? Yeah. What happens the day after that? Yeah. Okay, so what really needs, what we're experiencing in the world right now is an intentional um, demoralization and degradation of culture. Okay, they're removing family values. They're teaching uh, debauchery. Okay, they are, they are promoting things that make no sense to the average, well-rounded, logical, basic human being on this planet. They're, they're destroying our culture, our memories, our history. Okay, there's all kinds of things happening here. Um, and what's, what's really happening on the biggest scale that people seem to not grasp yet is that they're intentionally ruining your quality of life and getting you to accept that you are just a mediocre loser piece of shit. All right. And they do this through branding. We see 400 pound people on the cover of health magazines when mm-hmm. every motherfucker in the world knows that that shit ain't healthy. So you have to ask your question, why are they doing that? Well, they're trying to normalize that behavior so that you will no longer aspire to become better than what you are. Okay. Um, with technology, they consistently push new technology and, and new uh, ways to, like, if you read The Chaos Machine, which is a book all of you should read, it'll explain in there how they keep us addicted to social media. When you see how they push pornography and normalize all these things, what they're actually doing is they're eroding the culture uh, a little at a time over the course of years. And so what really needs to happen is we need to become people who are above their shitty culture. Now, how do we do that? Through personal excellence. This is why I say personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion, because if we were all able to become fit, we were all able to make some more money, we were all able to uh, recognize propaganda when we see it, be intelligent, put good shit in our brain. I'm not talking about articles on the internet. I'm talking about books, okay? Some of which could be hundreds of years old. I'm talking about actually educating yourself. When we talk about making ourselves better, you have to understand what that does is it removes us from their potential customer pool, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting uh, absorbing fucking streaming services for 10 hours a day, nor am I ordering all kinds of takeout on my fucking phone app, nor am I required to take a shit ton of prescriptions because I'm no longer 350 pounds like I used to be, Mm -hmm. okay? So I have perspective on this. I'm very healthy. I put good things in my brain. I work very hard to become financially successful. I try to get everybody in in the world to be financially successful. That's why I do this shit, okay? And these things matter because when we no longer depend on them or fit inside their customer pool, then who are they fucking marketing to? They'll have to change their message and then we'll have to go back because at the end of the day, all these motherfuckers care about is money and power, okay? Now, that's the first thing that you could do. You could become more fit. You can work very dip, very hard to make more money. You could become more educated, okay? These are things that matter. Now, why does this matter outside of removing us from the customer pool? Well, it matters because what it does is it sets an example for the people that you don't understand are looking at you, seeing what you do, and then saying, well, just because DJ does it, I can do it too. It's no big it's deal. possible. Yeah, but yeah. it goes either way. Yeah. Just because DJ is 350, like you used to be, I could be 350 and we could be fat fucks together. Well, he's not going to judge me. We could be cool. Yeah. But when DJ starts to get in shape and he starts to get, make more money and he starts to get, you know, some shit going in his life. Now, all of a sudden people are looking at DJ and at first they're saying, oh, DJ, you think you're fucking better than everybody. What are you doing? Selling drugs. You're kicking ass. 
Same shit you heard in real life. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard all that. Yeah. Actually. I know you have. Well, well yeah, yeah, you told me about it. <laughs> but the point is, is that what eventually happens is the people will stop criticizing and they'll actually start looking for ways to improve themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is especially important for you guys who have kids. Like you have to become the example for those kids. And we, for a long time in this country, have taken what we've had for granted and we have not felt the patriotic obligation of living to the best of our abilities to live for the people who have gone and sacrificed their lives for us to even have this place. Right. There's an obligation there, bro, and it's very patriotic obligation. Like there's millions of people who have died so that you have the opportunity to live and you happen to live in this time and you're accepting mediocre shit that is less than what you could be, that is an abandonment of your duty as a patriot of this country, in my opinion. Sure. No, it is. Yeah. That, that's a fucking fact. So, so if we want things to change, and by the way, if we culturally change it and everybody got on this narrative and everybody started improving themselves and did exactly what I said, went after making more money, went after becoming a better human being, went after becoming fucking healthy and fit, we remove all of their shit that they can do to us. We're no longer dependent on them. This is why they normalize mediocrity and fucking sloth and being, you know, unhealthy and fucking weird, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah, that's what they do first. Huh? Like, oh, it's okay. No, DJ, you look fine. Then once you start to pull away, then the demonizing comes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah but then, this, then, then the joining in comes after that. Right. And see, most people quit whenever people start criticizing. Mm -hmm. Like when I first started my business, bro, like at first, you know, it was, this is 1999, dude. At first, everybody's like, oh, that's cool. You're starting a business, right? But like two years in, when we still didn't have anything, people started talking shit. Yeah. And they started being like, bro, when are you going to like grow up and get a real job? And right. these are things that people really said to me. Like, I didn't right. even know who the fuck said them. Like, I keep a fucking inventory. Like, so, and a lot of these motherfuckers, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the funny part about that story too. So they will say, they will say, you know, oh, dude, you know, when are you going to grow up? Like these people are graduating college and they're making, you know, 60, 70, 80 grand a year. And I'm fucking sitting here and not making shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And these people are telling me I'm a fucking loser. Right. But I keep going. I keep going. I keep going. I keep showing up. I keep working hard. And, and I use their criticism as fucking fuel. I, I take it and I put it right here in this chip on my shoulder that's fucking massive, bro. Mm. I have a massive chip and I try to add to it in every way possible because that's how I'm driven. Yeah. I'm driven to jam this shit down motherfuckers' throats, and I'm very good at it. That's what works for me. You think it don't work? You, you say, oh, well, that's the wrong reason. I don't know. Is it? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Let's fucking look around. Right. Let's okay? be realistic. <laughs> everywhere, every, everywhere I point my fucking camera, I get half a dozen of you fuckers talking about I'm bragging. Motherfucker, I can't help it. Right. Everywhere I look, it's fucking winning. Right. It is what it is. Okay? But those same people, those same people who talk that shit, once it was clear that I was doing something, they changed their tune. Mm -hmm. A lot of them started fucking following my lead. Okay. A lot of them fell in line. A lot of those people are becoming better at their path in mm -hmm. life because they're witness to what I've done. Yeah. Okay. And so this is the way it works. So if you're out there trying to do something like this person, you're trying to improve, get ready for some people to question it in the beginning, but that's okay because you're going to get the fucking last laugh. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the last laugh because you're going to change your whole fucking existence. And not only are you going to change your existence, your kids are going to change their existence. And because you change those kids' existence, 
They're going to change people's existence. And this is the cultural revolution of personal excellence that we must have because if we can actually change the culture, we won't ever need a fucking violent revolution. Right. You can't have one without the other. And, it, and a lot of you guys that call for violence all the time, you, you guys are the fat, lazy pieces of shit that I'm talking about. Let's be fucking real, dude. Oh, shit. Let's be real. What look fucking at, mountain you taking over, go, bro? <laughs> go fucking look in the mirror. Go look at your bank account. Right. You got some cool guns. Cool, bro. I get that you like America, but you're not exactly living up to the fucking standard that, it was a, that you could. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking failure on our individual part. So if we could all step up to that and we could all become that, now all of a sudden we're in a situation where the culture has changed. Mm-hmm. And when the cultures change, they don't have customers to fucking propagate this bullshit to. It's happening. It's happening yeah, it right now. It is. Like, bro, Pete, when, you know, two years ago when people put 400 pound person in a health magazine, you know, half the country was like, oh my God, it's so brave. Yeah, I'm so proud yeah, of Yeah, but now when they do it, people are like, this is fucking re- ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, we're fucking over this shit. Yeah. And that's, you know, because people know it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. Now, look, dude, if you're a, f- a heavy person and you're happy with how you look genuinely, I'm totally cool with that. I've never found anybody that No, is. they're lying, bro, because yeah. I used to be one of them. Yeah. I used to be that person. I used to be that fat fuck that pretended like everything was cool. I was that guy. I was the person who was the life of the party and always happy and always talking about, you know, how it was okay that I was fat, making a joke out of it and all this shit. Bro, I know. You ain't fooling me. You might be able to fool everybody else. You're not fooling fucking me. Okay. I've lived a lot of my life like that. That's why I know how much better it can be by actually taking charge and changing that. That's why I dedicate my life to it. I can't help the way the reality is, dude. You know, like it is what it is, but people are getting, people are starting to move back into what's real. People are starting to move away from the fucking shit that they know makes no sense. And if we want to fix things, bro, there's plenty you could do. I just laid out a whole bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about, it's not just about, um, you know, oh, you got to have a platform right. or you got, listen, that, that's the big, that's the, that's the mistake that keeps and, and allows this to continue on. You are the platform. Yes, bro. We all are. And it doesn't matter if you're even on Instagram or even have an account or none of this shit. It's not what we say. It's what we do and how we live. It's not even what the fuck I say on this show, bro. That's not how I'm contributing. Like people think, oh, well, he's, you're talking to millions of people. Yes, I am. However, here's the reality. It's how I live my life every day that's what's making the difference. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So we have to get rid of this mentality that like, oh, it's just little old me and I don't have the, bro. You have way more influence than you could possibly ever comprehend. Think about your kids. Think about your siblings. Think about your parents you could inspire. Bro, my dad and my mom. My dad lost 40 fucking pounds. My mom lost 100. I didn't ask them to fucking do that. They just fucking did it. My dad doesn't drink anymore. You know why? Because I don't drink anymore. You see what I'm saying? Like, bro, you inspire people. It may not be... Everybody does. It's not just me. It's not just you. It's not just these. It's everybody. And we've lost that. And they've made us lose that intentionally through their propagation. They want us to think we are the only one that thinks this way. They want us to think that we are a bigot or insensitive 
or something wrong with us because we look at the cover of a, of a fitness model that's 500 pounds and we say, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. No, it is bullshit. They're trying to get us to accept something that is far less than what we could all actually become for the benefit of them. They're creating a, a complacent, mediocre, mega consumer of technology, of drugs, of information, food. of fucking food. You don't want to be that. Be the opposite of that. And that's If you're personally excellent and you lift yourself out of that fucking bullshit, who are they going to sell their shit to? That's the real solution. So when I say personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion, that's what I'm talking about. Because that ripple effect that you're going to create by getting your, your shit together is going to be massive, dude. Massive. And just because you can't see it now because you probably haven't made that many changes, go make the changes and come back and tell me in fucking a year how much difference is made for the people around you. If you get better, other people get better. If other people get better, other people get better. <laughs> right. Right. Eventually, that ripples out across to where get, we get enough momentum. It's a fucking tsunami. Yeah, for real, dude. And that's what we need. We need a fucking tsunami of personal fucking excellence and responsibility. These are the things that made this country great over the course of 246 years. These are, this country is supposed to be the greatest country in the world. It's supposed to be based on one's own individual liberty and responsibility. And we, as citizens have handed that over to a bunch of people that get very, very, very wealthy by us living an existence that is less than what we could potentially be. And who loses there? We do. We lose. Because at the end of your life, you're not going to be saying anything other than, fuck, dude, I fucking pissed away my whole life. And you ask me how I know. Because I've had two situations in my life where I nearly fucking died. And both times, it was one of the worst things, best things that ever happened to me. Worst, because it made me realize, holy shit, I haven't done anything. And I got to feel that regret, mm-hmm. right? They misdiagnosed a brain tumor in me in 2011 or 12. And I thought I was going to die for two weeks. They told me it was inoperable. It ended up being a cyst. That two weeks, bro, were the hardest two weeks of my life. Because I had to sit there and ask myself, like, what the fuck was the purpose of your life? And do you think it's, do you think there's any mistake that I've gone on and changed my whole fucking existence? Based off of that, yeah. Yes. And I'm telling you, bro, you don't want to feel that. You don't want to have that feeling of regret at the end of your life that you didn't fucking squeeze every bit of fucking juice out of the opportunity that you had. I'll never, I I won't. Like, I, I I will continue to go until I'm dead. Real, real shit. And not a single one of you motherfuckers will ever be able to say anything other than that. I will go until I'm fucking dead. Ooh, well, that's not really a life. Well, it's my life. True. Well, guys, Andy, that was three, man. That was some, I love that. Did you? Yeah, fuck yeah, All man. Right, good. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Maybe Sheesh. other people will too. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Andy, guys, that's three. Go pay the fee. All right. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, dust a no, headshot, case closed